Ladies and gentlemen, good Sunday afternoon. This is your weekend wrap-up. Hello, beautiful bell breakers. Live from the bunker. <laughs> We're not so live, but we are in a bunker, which... No, that's true. We won't be live, but we are. I mean, we are live. We just won't be We are live. alive in the bunker, yes. fortunately. I think we're going to have to start calling this the Bell Bunker because so. it's going to be more necessary than a tower. Because I'd hate yes. to be people in a tower no. during uh, no. be World a giant War Target. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I heard of plenty of like civilian towers getting destroyed this week. It is the dawn of the era of World War Three. I mean, yes. we've been anticipating this since World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. So, I mean, it had to come eventually, right? Yeah, it, 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 they've been planning on it for years. Right. I mean, just dust off the old duck and cover you know, videos in case of nuclear war. Get under your desk, kids. Yes. Uh, I told my kids, if it ever comes down to it, I'm going to put my head between my legs and kiss my ass goodbye. I mean, right? if it comes down to nuclear war, I mean, what, uh, what, well, what yeah. other options you, do you, you really have? You can only have? fight so much mm-hmm. with that, you know? <laughs> yeah, the whole training videos of the 60s, 70s, yeah. whatever. You know, uh, I mean... Those school desks were pretty solid. But, they were solid oak. But that's true. Nuclear quality, solid. Yeah, I, I, I don't know no. so much about that. How's everybody doing out there on this uh, middle of the start of what could potentially be World War Three? Do you yes. think this is World War Three? No. no, no. Still don't. Still not buying into I, that. I'm not. But I was wrong on Russia invading Ukraine. But so who knows? I could be way off. Yeah, we've been wrong a couple times. We were wrong on January 6th leading yep. into that. We are like, yeah, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. And then the next day, January 6th happened. Well, I mean, technically, I mean, it could have been a lot worse. It could have been a lot worse. But I'm okay saying that we were wrong. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's our optimism that's just like, oh, it's not going to uh, happen. But a lot of people were wrong. A lot mm-hmm. of people didn't think Russia was going to invade Ukraine because, you know, it just it just seemed like political posturing. How did your camera get messed up again? Uh, it's just me. It's genetics. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. I mean, they've been posturing up for a while, but yeah. I kind of see it as probably being more like uh, the last time they <laughs> uh, Russia invaded Crimea. Yeah. And everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, the start of World War right. Three. And then they just took it over, and everybody's like, "Oh, uh, uh whatever." Yeah, right. Exactly. Now nobody even remembers Crimea. Yeah. Um. It's just uh. Ancient history yeah. now. So that, that's funny how this during this whole thing, no one has ever has mentioned that at all. I've seen a couple people say it, but it, that's what I see. It's just like they just take over a little more, and yeah. we're just like, oh, we're gonna get them this time, and right. then they pull back, and then they have um, so many more, yeah. thousands of acres of land, and we're like, ah, I guess. I mean, yeah. it could have been worse. They could have taken over all of Ukraine. Now they right. just took over all the way up to to Kiev. Not, yeah. and they but, haven't. Fully taken over Europe yet, so no. so so we're okay. <laughs> no, but I, I saw a lot of European nations are are very nervous now. Well, you know they're afraid they're yeah. next. So <laughs> rightfully so, I guess. Right. Um, let's let's just get right into this. We're not gonna we're not gonna cover spend the whole time talking about Russia because we're probably going to spend the entire night tomorrow on our main episode All covering night. specifically Russia, the war, the propaganda surrounding it, uh, the stories coming out of both yeah. sides. Um, the U.S. response, NATO response, yeah. Russia response, everybody's response. We're going to talk about uh, all that stuff tomorrow. Yeah. And that's the most frustrating part about all this is all the propaganda that's mm-hmm. out there. It's like, who do you believe? You know, what side do you take? Because you're getting different stories from different areas. Right. You know, if you would listen to Ukraine, it sounds like they got, you know, freaking, um, you know, Wolverines, you know, going on. <laughs> Except, did you see that photo of, like, the two... 
um, supposed civilian combatants in Ukraine that were holding AKs, and when yes. they shot it from yeah. a different angle, it was like cardboard AKs. It's yeah. just like, oh, great. It, well, and that's just it. You know, I mean, there's been so, and we're going to cover it tomorrow, so I'm not going to get into it, but, you know, there's just so many different stories coming from different sides. Um, it's just, uh, you know, what do you believe? Right. So today, uh, regarding Russia, I mean, this is our weekend wrap-up where we <laughs> wrap up the entire week, and the entire week seems to Be revolve Russia. around Russia. So we got to mention some of it. So I mainly want to get into what happened, like what started this and how it happened, and we'll we'll just kind of brief over a little bit yeah. of the week, and then, like you said, we'll we'll yeah. dig into it a little more, we'll quite a bit deeper like tomorrow. A little flashback time this time, yes. and then we'll hit it up tomorrow. So before we do, obviously, we have to mention our sponsors. That is the official coffee of Freedom. Yes, which is run your mouth coffee. They support your right to free speech, your right to protest. Yes, a war that we don't want to be involved with in the first place, and. That is Run Your Mouth Coffee. They yes. make delicious coffee. They support your freedoms, your personal freedoms, specifically your free speech. Um, they can be found at run your, or rymcoffee.com. Use the promo code BREAKTHEBELL to tell them that we sent you, and then they will give you a friends and family discount of 10% off. Yes. I actually or just not ordered 10% some off. last night. Is it 10% off? Yes, 10%, 10% off, off plus free shipping. Wow. Yeah. You yeah. did order some last night? I did, night? yeah. Nice. Yeah. So uh, be like Bill. Don't, don't be like... The other guys out there be like Bill for once. I think that's the first time I've ever had that been is able to really, tell somebody wow. to be like what, Bill. What is the date today? It's um, February 27th okay, remember at 4.52 that. Remember p.m. That. This one time specifically, be <laughs> like Bill. Order Run Your Mouth Coffee. Go to rymcoffee.com. Like I said, that promo code is Break the Bell. You'll get 10% off your order and free shipping, and you'll get delicious coffee delivered straight to your door. And yes. who doesn't love that? That's America. I mean... Russia's problems would be solved if they had delicious coffee oh, yeah. delivered straight to their right. door. Especially Same with Ukraine. Called run your mouth. <laughs> I mean, I could see it now. Uh, run your mouth. Coffee should put together their own ad. They should instead of uh, uh, what's her name, Kendall Jenner giving the Kendall Pepsi. Jenner giving the Pepsi yeah. to to the Russian troops. It yeah. should be uh, John Odermatt like <laughs> packaging up some run your mouth coffee and giving then it flying Putin. it straight to the border and stepping across the border and handing run your mouth coffee yeah. to Putin. Putin takes a sip and he's like, "Ooh, this is good." Pull it back. Pull it back. <laughs> Go back. Go back. These guys are cool. <laughs> John Odermatt, if you are listening, you can have that for free. <laughs> Been in the process of writing a lot of things in my head. Not writing, yes. but yes. writing in my head. Yes. Yeah, you got a movie idea going. I, I do have a movie idea involving Russia and Afghanistan because yeah. everything circles back. Just like Jen Psaki, everything circles back. So this is my movie pitch to you. Uh, remember, that's rymcoffee.com. I got to finish that off. This movie idea has nothing to do with Run Your Mouth Coffee, but everything circles back. Like, we talked back in the Afghanistan days, which seems so long ago it that does, we pulled out of yes. Afghanistan. Yeah. We talked about how um, we assisted with the people that some of them are now Taliban fighters. What was the name of that uh, militant group that fought the Soviets that oh, we... Was it the Mahudin? Mujahideen. Mujahideen. Whatever. Correct me, I don't care. Um, <laughs> supplied them, helped them fight the Soviets in Afghanistan. And then um, when the Soviets left, were, def were pushed back or whatever, then all of a sudden the they some of them became the Taliban, and the Taliban hates us, we hate the Taliban, so now we go fuck up the Taliban. Well, then we pull out of Afghanistan and leave the Taliban to do whatever they want, 
And now Russia attacks everywhere. So what if we circle back and now we team up with the Taliban right. to fight the Russians once again? I mean, yeah. it's like a it's like a storybook ending. Oh, it would. Trump riding a horse with the the tribes of the Taliban <laughs> yes. across the border, obviously, shirtless, <laughs> yeah, um, right. with his tiny hands. <laughs> but the kicker to my story is this: the t- we helped the Taliban defeat the Russians, but. Obviously, we can't tell anybody about that. It's right, like during right. Charlie Wilson's war when yeah. we supported them, but we couldn't really tell anybody right. that we were supporting them. We can't tell them that Trump is riding all willy-nilly shirtless yeah. into Russia. So Because he'd blend in really well. After it's all over, we're afraid of the, the backlash of like people finding out, like Russia finding yeah. out that we teamed up with the Taliban. Right. Trump shakes their hands and is like, yes. thank you for your service. I mean, there's obviously there's there's dancing in the streets yeah, of Afghanistan. Right. There's it's like, celebration. It's like the end of Star Wars, you know, with the, the everybody cheering and partying in the streets. Right, exactly. Well, then uh, the, the movie starts to fade, and then all of a sudden it cuts to Dick Cheney. Obviously Dick Cheney. And it's got to be Dick Cheney. He's the only one that can make this kind of yeah. call. Played, obviously, by Christian Bale because right. he was an amazing Dick Cheney. He's on the phone, and he says, just do it. And then all of a sudden, there's a mushroom cloud over Afghanistan that we just nuke Afghanistan yeah. out of existence. And obviously, we blame it on the Russians. Absolutely. News reports would filter in as the screen goes black. Yes. Like, you know, reports all over the nuclear attack over it. And then all yep. of a sudden, the... and that's it. That's, that's it. That's the end of the story. Yeah, that's dark. I like it. So if you're a writer out there, you want to write that, that's free too. Just make sure you get, well, it's not free. You got to give me some yeah. kind of rights to this. Well, you got to kind of, you know, like break the bell. Yes. In there somewhere. Give me some money. That's all I care about. Right. And mention our name, and we'll be good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to get into this episode. This is this has gone a little too far. <laughs> so this started out back. I think it was Wednesday night. Was that one uh, the initial like push that, in? That's was? when they were supposed to, but I don't think it came till Thursday. Did it? Was it like early Thursday morning? Yeah. Late. I don't know. This one says Thursday, February 24th yeah. at 4.05 a.m. So somewhere between yeah. the, the, the late hours. was predicting Wednesday, and then Putin's like, ah, oh, fuck them. I'll go a day later. Yeah, it was either the late hours of Wednesday to the wee hours of Thursday, yeah. and it's Russian time, too. So That's true, yeah. I mean, they're on their own time. So this is from CNBC. It says, Russian forces invade Ukraine. That's a pretty direct title pretty there. Let me get the screen pulled up. So it goes on, it says, uh, Russia launched an unprecedented, I thought I had the screen pulled up, it didn't pull up, now it's pulled up, Russia launched an unprecedented invasion of its neighbor, Ukraine, on Thursday, with military assaults on several key Ukrainian cities, including the capital of Kiev. The attack on Ukraine is taking place both on the ground and by air, with reports that Russian forces have breached the Kiev region. Explosions have also been heard in the cities of Odessa, Kharkiv, and Mariupol. Mariupol. And there are reports of fighting and fatalities in other parts of the country. Officials said the offensive had already killed dozens of soldiers and several civilians as of Thursday afternoon. Stocks fell sharply on the news of the invasion with investors fleeing for safe haven assets, with global energy prices jumped to multi-year highs. I'm sure Ukraine doesn't give two shits about the stocks right. yeah, exactly. when they're under attack by Russia. 
Russia began attacking various positions across the country Thursday, local time, after Russian President Vladimir Putin announced that Russia would carry out a special military operation. I like how he calls these yeah, things. Like, special. like, remember when he was in the—it was Monday we had talked about how he had just put troops in those two breakaway mm, regions that right. he just decided to declare, yeah, oh, those are independent. Yeah, right. They're not yours anymore because they don't want to be yours. Um, and he called it like peacekeeping troops or something. Right. Yeah. Well, now this is special military operations. It's not an attack. It's well, just it's like our our police uh, action in Vietnam, right? <laughs> all yeah. It's like all our actions since yeah. since probably World War Two. Says its goal, Putin said, was what he called the demilitarization of Ukraine. He said Russians' plans do not include the occupation of Ukrainian territories, saying we are not going to impose anything on anyone by force. We're just gonna we're just gonna wipe out their military. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's it. That's all. There's little evidence of military aggression from Ukraine, and Russia's claims to the contrary are seen by many as pretext for justifying an invasion. On Thursday on Twitter, Ukrainian President Vol- Volodymyr Zelensky called for an immediate end to Putin's war against the world and said, we are building an anti-Putin coalition without elaborating further. He also called for immediate sanctions on Russia as well as defense and financial support, saying the world must force Russia into peace. (coughs) Excuse me. The Kremlin issued more statements later Thursday saying Putin would decide how long the military operation will last based on his progress and aims. Putin's spokesman, Dmitry Peskov, also told reporters Ukraine needs ideally to ideally be liberated, but nobody is talking about the occupation of Ukraine, saying that the world was unacceptable, according to Reuters. Or the word is unacceptable, because nobody's talking about the occupation of Ukraine. Right. Russia's saying Ukraine is being, li- they're liberating Ukraine. Right, yeah. Yeah. And, and well, and we had read based something... On who? We we had read um, because we were, had been paying attention to Pravda, which is um, you know state owned uh, Soviet or I'm sorry Russian media. Yes, and uh, there was an article about them talking about uh, demilitarizing and denazifying them. Well, apparently I I had seen a little blurb on social media today that was saying like like you think it's bad to call somebody a Nazi here, right. calling somebody a Nazi. In Russia is like far worse than you could even really? imagine here because wow. of the Nazi reaction right. to the Russians or the Soviet Union right. back during, World, during War World War II. So when they call Ukraine Nazis, that's way more serious than us calling Donald Trump a Nazi. It's not just like gotcha. oh these stupid white skinhead yeah. racists. No, it's like these guys basically want to genocide the world. Gotcha. And so, so I Ukraine mean, it, wants to genocide Russia. Is what yeah, you're saying. and was wasn't Putin like? In or wasn't the Russian state media like saying there was genocide happening in Ukraine yeah, yeah. under Zelensky? Yep. Says speaking Thursday, NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg said that in the coming days and weeks there will come even more soldiers. So we will further increase and we are increasing our presence in the eastern part of the alliance. Although he also repeated that as it stands, NATO had no plans to send troops into Ukraine. The comments came as Ukraine's military said Russia had attacked it with more than 30 strikes on civilian and military infrastructure, including the use of caliber cruise cruise missiles. Close followers of Russian politics believe Putin wants to destabilize Ukraine's pro-Western government and to instead install a pro-Russia regime there. I didn't say pro-wrestling there for a minute. Basically the same thing. (laughs) Um, 
I mean, they've been they've been suggesting that for months now that yeah. Russia wants to impose a pro right yes. Russian regime there yeah. or like a puppet regime for Ukraine. I mm-hmm. mean, that's been kind of our pretext to mm-hmm. uh, holding out right. on Ukraine for for months now. Yeah. U.S., Europe, and Ukrainian officials have condemned the attack, with Ukraine's foreign mis- minister, mistress, that, minister Dmitro Kulibo, calling for heavy sanctions on Moscow. Joe Biden said Thursday morning, or Joe Biden Thursday morning, convened a meeting of the National Security Councilor, the third this week, to discuss U.S. response to the attacks. He will also meet virtually with G7 members on Thursday ahead of an address to the nation. It's unclear as of yet. Whether Western powers will deploy military means to stop Putin, several countries, including the U.S. and U.K., have already sent weapons to Ukraine to help it defend itself. Ukraine's foreign minister has called for more weapons and financial and humanitarian assistance. So that was that was the initial event. Right. That was the the kickoff of it all. Yeah, ground um, zero. Yeah. So Thursday morning, early early for us. Thursday morning, they stepped over the border, started attacking. Strategic military and also civilian locations, according mm-hmm. to this article and right. mo- many Western articles. Yes. Um, whether or not that's that's right. legit, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have a person on the ground there that right. <laughs> that can verify some of these claims. Yeah. So then came. So it was interesting. I think it was. It had to have been late Wednesday night. They were already saying because I was up late Wednesday night. Like I was probably one o'clock in the morning when, okay. and I had seen. I think it was they had they had suggested that Russia was already attacking. That's why I said it had to have been late Wednesday night. But yeah, I don't know the time difference there either. Because you sent you sent me the you sent it to me as soon as it happened, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh shit, there it is. And but the um, I I saw Biden basically gave a response of, hey, this is going on or this is about to go down, and basically it was like. I'll let you know in the morning. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm going to go to bed. I'll let you know. It's just like, what U.S. president has ever gone to bed when right. yeah. uh, the threat of World War III has just kicked off in yeah. your face? He's like, yeah, wake me up. Uh, I'll, I'll have my morning tea and bagel. And then <laughs> um, once I uh, feel uh, able to, once I change my diaper. Yeah, right. And get all cleaned up from my overnight, <laughs> my overnight poopy, then... Um, <laughs> Then, then I'll address the nation on this. I can't do it right now, because I'm in my nighttime diaper, yeah, and exactly. I can't, I can't do things in my nighttime diaper. <laughs> so Thursday morning, I get up to Biden's uh, response, and I'm just like, "Oh shit, we're gonna go to war," and it was just more sanctions. Yeah, I'm, and I'm not saying I want the U.S. to go to war, but he's been posturing so much, yeah, lately that if Russia attacks. Uh, military operations are definitely on the ta- on the table, and if he attacks, that's crossing the line. And he's just been posturing for months now, and then all of a sudden he comes out. He's like, "More sanctions." Yeah. And that last article said that Zelensky was calling for sanctions, like severe sanctions on Russia. But I gotta I gotta believe that Zelensky sitting there. While his country is under siege of Russia, and Biden comes out, he's like, "We're gonna cut off their banks and uh, their their imports and exports." Uh, I would think Zelensky's sitting there. He's got to be like, "Wait, what? How how is that helping us right now?" Yeah. Okay, so you you sent me um, 
Thursday at 6.50 p.m. Okay. It says, so uh, it must have been large-scale thir- bombardment of Kiev. Um, so it must have been late Thursday going yeah. into Friday for and then us. And I was like, oh, shit, there it is. Must have been late Thursday going into Friday for us. Yeah. So, I don't know, I got my days mixed up. And that's Russian it's days. Easy, yeah, so. exactly. So, here is Biden's response to this attack. Did he come out all Clint Eastwood-like? I mean, he did. He, <laughs> it cracked me up. I think this was um, Thursday night when he, or maybe it was, it was one of his two addresses. It was either the evening, uh, nighttime Biden, or it was the morning address. But he was just like, who does Putin think? No, that was in response to his response to Putin declaring those two states oh, as independent. He's right, like, right, right. who does Putin think he is? It's like, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> exactly. You are not intimidating yeah. at I, all. I, I can see him see that and, and be like, shit, he did it. You said that wouldn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, who are you? No, no, seriously. Yeah, who are you? Who are- you look kind of familiar. <laughs> <laughs> so this is from... Uh, Reuters.com, it says Biden hits Russia with new sanctions for premeditated Ukraine attack. It says Washington, in Washington, February 24th, President Joe Biden hit Russia with a wave of sanctions on Thursday after Moscow invaded Ukraine. Measures that impede Russia's ability to do business in major currencies, along with sanctions against banks and state-owned enterprises. Biden described Russian President Vladimir Putin as an aggressor with a sinister vision of the world. So what does that make Biden? <laughs> and a misguided dream of recreating the Soviet Union. Uh, but he held back from imposing sanctions on Putin himself and from disconnecting Russia from the swift international banking system, among differences with Western allies over how far to go at this juncture and criticism from Republicans that he should have done more. So, so far, uh, he held back from Completely disconnecting him from the international banking system. Yes. Uh, but well, he did say he wanted, they were cutting him off from like business with US dollars, Japanese yeah. yen, and then the euro, maybe? Possibly. I, there was three. There were I three know currencies. The, the big concern is that so many Western European countries get oil from Russia. And if he screws well, them over with yeah. that, then they're, they're fucked. <laughs> so he can't, he can't now, take the step that's necessary to take. You see, like it or hate the guy. Yeah. Donald Trump back in the day criticized Germany mm-hmm. and said basically within the next five years they're going to be fully dependent on Russia for yeah. their oil. And they laughed him off at that time. There, There's images circulating of them laughing at him. Yeah. And then we get to today where they are 90% dependent on Russia for yeah. their oil. Yeah. And this is the only reason why we're not attacking Russia. It's not, hey, we don't want to start World War III. They they don't give two shits. It's yeah. like, oh, shit, uh, we should have thought about this. Right, yeah, exactly. Over the last six months that this has been going on, maybe we should have thought about yeah. how this could affect us. Because yeah. how, can you, again, you got to put this in perspective of President Zelensky over there yeah. when he's like, hey, you got to impose these strict sanctions. It's like, yeah, but uh, that's kind of going to hurt us. Yeah. We, we, hurt you. <laughs> We're being destroyed. Yeah. But We're being bombed. Uh can you just hold out a yeah. little a little longer? Yeah, because it's it's winter time and we kinda need our oil. Yeah, we I mean it's it's cold here. Yeah. I don't know if it gets cold in Ukraine, but it's yeah. cold here. Can, can you hold out till June? It's like, are you serious? <laughs> our yeah. power grid got destroyed and it is negative yeah. fifty over here and you're complaining. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's keep moving with this one. It says 
this this is a premeditated attack. Biden told reporters at the White House, Putin is the aggressor. Putin chose this war, and now he and his country will bear the consequences. There it is. There's the G.W. Bush yep, statement. Yep. I knew it was coming. Yeah. I was looking for it last week when uh, Putin declared those states as separate. Yeah. Um, but he didn't quite go the full route of, we didn't ask for this war, yeah. but we're going to bring it to their doorstep. <laughs> there it is. Putin is the aggressor. Putin yeah. chose the war, he and chose it. now he and his country will bear the consequences. Yeah. Biden said the sanctions were designed to have long-term impact on Russia and to minimize the impact on the United States and its allies. And he said Washington was re- prepared to do more. The sanctions are aimed at limiting Russia's ability to do business in dollars, euros, pounds, and yen. So there you go. There's the currencies that they limited. Didn't say cut them off. They limited. Right. Yeah. Among the targets were five major banks, including state-backed Suburbank and VTB, as well as members of the Russian elite and their families. Suburbank, Russia's largest lender, will no longer be able to transfer money with the assistance of U.S. banks. The White House also announced export restrictions aimed at curbing Russia's access to everything from commercial electronics and computers to semiconductors and aircraft parts. Biden said NATO would meet on Friday to map out further measures and reiterate that the United States would not engage in a war, would not engage in war with Russia. So, yeah, he flat out said, hey, we're not going to do this. But Russia flat out said he wasn't going to attack Ukraine, too. Putin could be a total dick and be like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm just shutting the oil supply off to you guys. Now what? Right. Well, what's he got to lose at this point? Well, I mean, nothing. Yeah. We keep slapping these sanctions on, keep slapping these sanctions on. It's just cornering an animal at this right. point. And it's yeah. just like, well, shit, I don't got anything else to lose. Let's just keep rolling with this. Yeah. Let's see how far we can yeah. go. Yeah, exactly. And if he's as crazy as people, the reports are saying, they're like, man, uh, Putin seems unstable. I mean, look at Hitler. I mean, he knew he was fucking losing. Yeah. Right. For two years, and he's just like, I started this. Japan I'm going to see this way. thing out. I, I, I mean, yeah. can't turn back now. Yeah. So if he is that crazy, yeah, what's he got to lose? Especially exactly. after these uh, sanctions already are slapped on. Yeah, like I said, Japan was the same way. Japan saw what was coming, and they're like, you know what? Fuck it, let's burn and the J- world down. Japan turned into what they were because of all the sanctions, sanctions on yeah. them. Because they turned into a cornered animal. They had no oil imports for yeah. themselves, so. They were just like, shit, we got to do something. Let's attack somebody. Yeah. Let's let's just let's yeah. just attack people. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, you'd think they'd learn from certain policy, no. foreign policy no. examples you out there. Jimmy Carter, too? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, again, don't think we should go to war with Russia. But I find it hilarious how yeah. all the rhetoric that Biden's been, oh, he's been firm on Russia, so much oh, firmer yeah. than right. Trump's ever been. I'm and then, the guy that tr- Putin doesn't want in office. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. So it says, uh, Biden said the U.S. would meet its Article 5 commitment in which NATO members agree on armed attack against one of them in the Europe in Europe or North America will be considered an attack against them. Since Ukraine is not a NATO member, those protections don't apply. Convenient how that works, isn't <laughs> They've it? They've got to be sitting back. They're like, fuck these guys. <laughs> Man, they pushed us in this shit yeah, to begin with. And, and this is the thanks we yeah. get. It's like, wh- what are you going to do? What are yeah. you going to do? Uh, te- technically, yeah. I know you've been try- pushing to get into NATO. <laughs> and that's actually why Russia's attacking oh, you. Because yeah. we've been trying thinking yeah. about... Pu- but since, yeah. since you're They're not like, technically... Let's start you out with our junior partner program. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this like, doesn't entitle you to a full retaliation, but we will put sanctions on. Yeah, <laughs> and we will send you limited <laughs> we- weapons. Yeah, yeah. But um, if if 
Now, now, hear me out. If they happen to just roll through you guys and extend into other parts of Europe, then you bet your ass we're going to attack (laughs) them. So maybe it's in your best interest to just lay down your weapons. Just let it happen. And let it happen. I mean, then, then... you you'll guarantee U.S. aid, yeah, yeah. but we'll just push them back to your border because <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. you're not part of NATO. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Zelensky's like, wait, whoa, whoa, how do we get the full partnership? That's not on the table That's, at this time. I mean, if <laughs> you, you see uh, how that could hinder our <laughs> Russian relationship, yeah, you see exactly. what they're doing now. Yeah. If we if you're a full partner, if we shit. add you now. That just that's just bad press, man. <laughs> Biden said this was a dangerous moment for all of Europe and that he had authorized troops that had been placed on standby to deploy to Germany. He declined to comment on whether he would urge China to join the West drive to isolate Russia. Oh, yeah, because China's going to do that. Last I heard, China was kind of using, like, slap on the wrist talk yeah. against Russia. Right. They, they weren't... They, they weren't they serious were about it. They semi-condemning it, but... No, because China's going to do this to Taiwan next month. <laughs> Says U.S. Uh, Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell said the world was watching how Washington responds. So here goes the political part of yeah, it. Yeah, I love this part. He said Congress would support truly devastating sanctions against the Kremlin, but he said Biden should have imposed tough sanctions early enough to deter an invasion and weaken Russia. Sadly, deterrence after the fact is not deterrence at all. And that's exactly how I've seen this. Yeah. I'm like, if you're going to slap the mega sanctions on don't do it after they're right. rolling through the country yeah. because again then they just see it as well shit we got nothing to lose now they exactly. are they, they they took this from us yeah. so yeah just keep pushing forward yeah. it's further to go back anyway yeah. so it costs more money for us to drive back so just keep pushing <laughs> exactly. forward yeah he's a month too late on these says biden met with his counterparts from the group of seven allies or the g7 and his national security council thursday after speaking with uh president Zelensky late wednesday His announcement represented the second major tranche of sanctions against Russia since Putin earlier this week declared two breakaway regions of Ukraine independent and sent troops there. The U.S. had warned it would initiate waves of sanctions against Moscow if it further invaded Ukraine, and Russia's full-on military assault launched Thursday led to the latest round of Western penalties. Jen Psaki, our favorite person, which, interesting to me, Thursday, there was all these announcements that Psaki was going to come out and do this. Mm announcement this this press conference and she wasn't even there yeah yeah i want to know where jen saki was that time was she hiding like i didn't sign up for this i was just here to make people believe that biden wasn't a poopy diaper old man right that's what i signed on for i i I used to work at the freaking nursing home what do you (laughs) what i don't know foreign policy and so she wasn't there's rumor that you know this is unsubstantiated so but there's rumor that because she has connections with Russia, she didn't want to put a public her public face on Great. this. Great. Didn't know that. Uh, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki later told reporters that b- the Biden administration believes Putin has grander ambitions than Ukraine without offering further details. So Biden did finally... Uh, Put sanctions against Nord Stream Two. Okay. Remember, he gave them the waiver. Yeah. Back when they imposed sanctions before, they're like, except for your oil pipeline, right. and because Germany needs that. Yeah. And right. so this week they're like, uh, you know, maybe we should cut off that yeah. oil pipeline. You know, uh, if Trump was truly the badass that people think, he would have had like a secret like pipeline built from the United States to Germany. Right. During his term, and that way he'd been like, you know what? We don't need your oil. Boom. Switch like, him over. Yep. Um, so the the interesting thing to me was uh, 
Biden kept referring to these long-term effects of these sanctions and the long-term outcome and how this is going to devastate them for years to co- in the years to come. And one of them being this part here says, moves are aimed at pushing up inflation and interest rates in Russia, lowering purchasing power, investment growth, and living standards. Uh, White House economic advisor Dalip Singh told reporters Thursday. So it sounds like they're doing to them what they're doing exactly, to us yeah. here. So this, Biden knows something about these, so trust him. <laughs> <laughs> so I just found it interesting that they were pushing for this this long-term effect. It's just like we don't need long-term. Yeah, right. Maybe maybe focus on the, the long-term sanctions, the long-term result after we yeah, deal right. with the current right. crisis at P- hand. Push Be- them out now. Because Yeah, because the—, the Inflation rates and interest rates in Russia, and and one thing I remember Biden saying in that speech was he's like, we're going to uh, um, reduce their possibility yeah. of building up their military. It's just like, bitch, I don't think they they're yeah. concerned about. I think right. their military's built up enough. Yeah. They're attacking a neighbor country. I don't yeah. think their present concern yeah. is, oh shit, you know what? Five years from now, we're not going to be able yeah. to uh, get well, more tanks. Yeah, and that they were going to uh, hinder their their. Future endeavors. It's like, okay. <laughs> How about their current endeavors? So, Putin is in Ukraine, supposedly yes. attacking Ukraine, whatever. Should we go to, should we have Ukraine's back? Should we send in our troops at this point? Man, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know if necessarily the United States should, but I, I'm thinking NATO should. I mean, obviously, we're a big part of NATO, but... Well, again, they're not part of NATO, though. Well, I know that, but... But you're not... They're you know what partner. The, <laughs> all that's going to do is... I, I know. Give it, credence to what everything well, Putin was saying to yeah. begin with. Yeah. I mean, we, we go in there and, yeah. But then it's like China gets involved and, and you know, Iran, and it just... Then it becomes World War Three. Yeah. If, if, you know, if we let Russia roll over Ukraine, you know, unfortunately, it... Totally takes out any chance of like global conflict, mm-hmm. and it just lets it happen. But it also, again, confirms to everybody that the United States has no balls. But do we need to show the world we have balls? Maybe, like I said, <laughs> well, everybody do we need knows to show the world our balls? Do we need to show them our balls? <laughs> we don't want to see Biden's balls. I mean, but the whole world knows we don't have them because but, <laughs> of everything that's happened with Afghanistan and and now Russia. So Putin knows he can he can go down there he can make Ukraine his bitch hell he can a- annex um, Ukraine and make it part of Russia again and no one's going to do anything. I mean, I'm still of the the mindset that well, we we can't go to war we can't start another no, war. No, I agree with that. And this isn't like Iraq, like a little whole country that we oh i know we majorly underestimated iraq to begin with yeah we're like oh this is gonna be easy we're gonna roll in there blow blow up some shit um take out saddam hussein and everything's gonna be great it's gonna be over in hours and everything i mean how many years were we in iraq yeah right yeah we we can't even underestimate russia we know who russia is we know what they have what they're capable of if we can't handle a war in Iraq, Afghanistan right. in twenty years. No, I know, I know. I mean, that's you know, unfortunately, the time for diplomacy is way past. You know, Biden kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it, and now it's at a place where, again, to avoid global conflict, nuclear war, they have to let it happen. 
that's I mean that's, what's what's the other option? Like you said, start a global conflict? I mean that's that's a lose lose. And these global conflicts don't come out without their serious implications. Right. Like supposedly according to western press, uh Putin has put Russia's nuclear de- deterrence forces on alert. So I, I see all these headlines. Here, let me pull up. The problem I have with this is the, the media is going insane with this. Oh, they, they, they love this shit. Yeah. They, oh, they're, yeah. they're like, uh, oh, this is this is terrible. And you can see like the smirk on their face as they're saying it. But um, let me pull up just the Drudge Report, which I, I... You showed that to me, yeah. I used to like the Drudge Report, but then they... Uh, I think it was during Trump's reign. I, I I don't think Matt Drudge is in charge of the Drudge Report anymore, and they they're yeah. very anti-Trump, but they seem seemingly very pro-war. When you see like their headlines in big letters, like the humiliation of Putin, orders nuke forces on high alert, uh, resorting to chemical attacks. Based on what? Yeah, right. So I mean, this is what, yeah. What's the evidence? This is big bold letters, and the one that I sent you. Do you do you have that one? Yeah, I gotta pull it up. But it was about beheading leadership. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's it's a bunch of headlines and it just fear porn all up and down it. Yeah. Oh, let me see if I can see it too. Sorry, you, you gotta wait while we get our shit together because I forgot I was gonna mention this. Wow, I send you a lot of shit. <laughs> you really do, and it goes both ways. So don't. So this is it here. Okay. You got um. It. So these are the headlines on the Drudge Report as of I think it was Friday. Yeah. It's Putin nuke warning. The next is countdown to World War Three. All out attack on Mo- uh, Mas- Moscow to decapitate leaders. Kiev to fall by the weekend. Ukraine fights back. Then there's oil breaks a hundred dollar battle for new world order. <laughs> so. Yeah, Drudge is loving this shit. Yeah, I the the news across the. I oh, mean, yeah. it took us forever to yeah. find any news They're that like, wasn't. Yeah, it's like, well, COVID's dying down. We need something here. We need something. And and I find it interesting that this kicks off as COVID is dying down, yeah. and all these like, yeah, these questions about COVID restrictions, these questions right. about all these high ranking leaders yeah. like uh, uh, Boris Johnson going to his maskless yeah, parties and yep. shit while his whole country's locked down. Yeah. All these things going on. The trucker convoys. The trucker convoys kicking yeah. off this weekend to yeah. D.C. Yep. But nobody's going to hear anything no. about it because World War Three. Yeah, exactly. So that's what's going on right now. But again, um, Putin, uh, like it says, Putin puts Russian nuclear deterrence forces on alert. And a lot of these sources are like, oh, he's resorting to nuclear warfare. Yeah. I... I <laughs> I don't want to say that's not what he's doing because we've been yeah. wrong. Right, I know. So I don't want to be wrong about it. Yeah. So I'm not even going to say that that's not. I mean, what, what, okay. And and I've thought about this. If if Putin gets to a point where he's not moving ahead with Ukraine, right? Ukraine mm. has stopped him dead in his tracks, right? I mean, would he get desperate enough where he's like, fuck it? I don't think uh, Ukraine will be the, the flipping switch for him to yeah. make him go that route. I think... The heavy UN sanctions yeah. that cripple, like completely like back him in a corner and cripple his entire country and it yeah. puts his his people at risk of starvation. Mm-hmm. I mean, starving people have nothing left to lose. Right. And then maybe he flips that switch. Yeah. So this one real quick just says, President Vladimir Putin dramatically escalated east-west tensions by ordering Russian nuclear forces put on high alert Sunday while Ukraine's embattled 
leader agreed to talks with Moscow as Putin troops and tanks drove deeper into the country. Citing aggressive statements by NATO, uh, Putin issued a directive to increase the readiness of Russia's nuclear weapons, a step that raised fears that the invasion of Ukraine could boil over into a nuclear war, whether by design or by mistake. The Russian leader is potentially putting in play forces that, if there's a miscalculation, could make things much, much more How dangerous. How is that a, by a mistake? I, I, whoops, wrong button. <laughs> well, I, I think what they're saying is basically, like, think about, um, like, competing countries' yeah. reaction to him being like, we got to go on high alert here. Well, yeah. I mean, think about if if Trump was in office here, he'd be like, "Remember, his his button was bigger than any uh, right. than yeah. uh, works. North Korea's button, and his button works yeah. way better." Yeah. Um, if you get somebody in one of those countries that are, yeah, but again, that, trigger that was happy. Korea. I mean, that was Korea. Sure. I mean, yeah, Kim Jong Un or ill or whatever is is crazy, but you know. Most people suspected that his lights didn't work. I yeah. mean that you know they didn't have working vehicles and stuff like that. You know that most of it was just a, a bluff. Sure, but I mean, I think the by mistake means hey he he's saying this rhetoric yeah. that could right. inadvertently like actually start a nuclear at least like a cold like right. nuclear arms race that we had like in the sixties yeah. and shit and I like could that. See that. Um, or intentionally maybe he like. Yeah, shoots a weapon, and then we go into nuclear war. You already, I mean, I, I sent you that article about Belarus. Um, I don't know if we're going to get to that later or not, about them taking away their nuclear nonproliferation status. And I right. think Ukraine did also. I yeah. think they're saying that, look, we're, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and try to get nukes Well, in the very least, yeah, this rhetoric just has all these non-nuclear countries being like, well, maybe we should yeah. get nukes too, or uh, maybe we should look into this, right. this too. Well, I mean, you know, Saying nuclear weapons is like yelling fire in a movie theater. You, you just don't do it. Which is why the media is doing it and doing yeah. it and doing it to get yeah. us all scared. The, the nice part that I hate the most about this is um, this has become... This is the first war that has ever been so engulfed in social media. Yeah. Because I have like my my 13-year-old will come out and just be like, Hey, uh, did you know we're in World War Three? It's like, no, no, we're not. we're not. Well, Russia's a, uh, Russia declared war on Ukraine. No, they didn't. They just attacked Ukraine. Well, the, the president, uh, Biden, just declared war on Russia. No. Do you, do you realize I do this? This is what I do. I, I read this shit constantly. Yeah. And, well, I heard on TikTok or whatever that yeah. it's like, okay, you got to stop. You yeah. got to stop here. Yeah. It's like overnight, my, my 13-year-old has become a uh, foreign policy expert, which is probably... More accurate than the people that are right making the decisions, making the <laughs> calling the shots in yeah. in Washington right now. My thirteen year old probably has more um, um, right more knowledge in foreign affairs <laughs> at this moment based through TikTok. So, so yeah, uh, just all this stuff, just scaring, terrifying people. Well, yeah. did you hear uh, um, Russia is going to shoot nukes at Ukraine? No, they're, stop. Yeah. You got to stop. Yeah. You right. gotta just just stop it. And I was like, everything you hear, most of the shit you hear, yeah. is not true. Just stop it, and it drives me nuts. Yeah, that's fucking mouse just died. Oh, great. So, so that's it for Russia right now. I think. 
We got we got a few other things we got to talk about. We only got about fifteen minutes left. And sure. I didn't plan on spending that much time on Russia to begin. Yeah, with. well, it's 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 a lot. I mean, sure. You know, like you said, we're gonna spend most of the, all the night tomorrow night talking about all this stuff. Yeah, we're gonna because this isn't even this isn't even scratching the no, surface. No, this is just saying, hey, Russia attacked, right. And Biden put sanctions on. Yeah, and that's it. So more uh, World War Three news, I guess you could say. Um, China is pissed off because apparently a U.S. Navy destroyer passed through the Taiwan Strait. Okay. China's calling the move provocative. It's like, why Why did you have to move that through now? Right, exactly. With well, all the shit we got going on with Russia, yeah. did you think maybe, hey, let, let's just hold off on yeah. p- passing through the, the Taiwan Strait yeah, right exactly. now. Exactly, yeah. There, I mean, we don't need this at the moment. Right. So this is from uh, foxnews.com. It says, uh, the naval ship's through route was routine, a naval spokesman said. Yeah, routine, not routine. Did it have to be routine today? Right, exactly. It says, a U.S. Navy warship passed through the Taiwan Strait for the second time this year, provoking stern denunciation from China. China criticized the provocative move after the guided missile destroyer, the USS Ralph Johnson... Ralph thought Johnson. it was just going to be the USS Ralph. <laughs> I, I was hoping, because it goes to the Johnson's on the next line. I was oh, hoping okay. it was just the USS Ralph. We're, like... we're going to call it the USS Ralph. <laughs> um, the missile destroyer, USS Ralph, entered the contested waters. According to news release, Stars and Stripes reported. The naval ship's through route was routine. Seventh Fleet spokesman Lieutenant Nicholas Lingo said in a news release. Uh, the ship is transitioning through a corridor in the strait that is beyond the territorial seas of any coastal state. The ship's transit through the Taiwan Strait demonstrates the United States' commitment to a free and open Indo-Pacific. Still seen, even though it's not in territorial water. Yeah. Just that statement there said, hey, we're just d- demonstrating that we can do it, bitch. Yeah, exactly. This is free. This yeah. is this is the government's land. I can walk through here. <laughs> do you know why we did it? Because we can, yeah. bitch. Right. Is basically what it sounds and like. like you said, on, on today of all days, you're going to do that? <laughs> says the United States military flies, sails, and operates anywhere international waters allow, or international law allows. It's like, but, but do you have to? Though? Right, exactly. Right. Do you? Do you need you, to do you that? You kind of taken a day off and gone the long way around. <laughs> it's like the 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 bully that like yeah. just keeps walking by and just like mean mugging a kid. For yeah. no I'm not doing anything. Yeah, I'm not doing anything wrong. And, and, what? And, what? And, I, yeah. I didn't do anything. And then the day that somebody flattens his buddy's tires on his bike, you come walking through mean mugging again. I mean, you're gonna mm. be like, okay, motherfucker. It says. Um, Last year, U.S. ships regularly passed through the Taiwan Strait nearly once a month, but have not done so since November. Taiwan is also on heightened state of alert. Cautious China might use Russia's invasion of Ukraine to invade its country. It's coming. Yeah, so so Taiwan is trying to get on board with this and be like, hey, they're going to do it to us, too. Yeah. And so we better even. uh, Who was it? There was some representative that came out today and was saying basically, um, we gotta, we gotta really make sure they hear us with loud and clear with our response in Russia, and basically warn that we gotta learn from this because uh, this is gonna happen in Taiwan. It's yeah. just like now you're just pre- mind prepping us for something that you want to happen to just increase this to full blown World War Three. Yeah, because there was an article you sent to me that actually said something about um, China managing. Um, the censorship. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Okay. 
Chinese media leak censoring rules on Ukraine. We'll need Russian support when we solve Taiwan issue. So, yeah, pretty much. Hey, we don't want to make Russia look too bad because we're going to need their support when yeah. it comes down to us attacking Taiwan. Yeah. Why? Why does all this have to happen now? Yeah. Again, I saw a meme of it was uh, somebody like taking a bath and it was like first normal summer since 2019. And then it shows like a guy like it said Putin and it had somebody like with a bucket of ice already dump it on. him. <laughs> <laughs> that seems pretty accurate. So uh, let's keep moving. Let's move away from uh, the World War Three talk because we got some political stuff we got to cover that went on pretty silently this week that I mean yeah. with all this war stuff with all this Russia stuff going on nobody's really paying attention to this stuff yeah. the first one being Biden no, Biden's nomination for uh, the Supreme Court uh, Biden nominates Katanji Brown Jackson to the top court this according to BBC.com so obviously we got to cover this because this is pretty big news this is huge so I don't know anything about her so we're gonna hopefully find out here yes President Joe Biden nominated Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson to the Supreme Court, calling her one of the nation's brightest legal minds. She will be the first black woman to serve in the court's 233-year history if confirmed. She would replace liberal Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer when he retires at the end of the term in June. Ms. Jackson, a federal appeals judge, said on Friday she was humbled by the nomination. Announcing the nomination on Friday, President Biden described Jackson as an extraordinary candidate with an in independent mind, uncompromising integrity, and a strong moral compass. I thought he was going to say she was an extraordinary candidate. He's like, it's not every day we get a black woman that's a judge. <laughs> I mean, how often? I mean, usually it's on the other side. Yeah, right, exactly. They, uh, they're on the other side of the, the judge's podium there. I can see Biden saying that. This is extraordinary. God. <laughs> With the Senate divided 50-50 between the parties, Democrats have just enough votes to confirm President Biden's choice if they all back her. Vice President Kamala Harris has the deciding vote in the case of a tie. Justice Breyer's replacement would not shift the court's current 6-3 conservative majority. Supreme Court plays a key role in American life and is, one, is often the final word on highly contentious laws disputed between states and federal governments and final appeals to state executions. And and it shouldn't. The Supreme Court should not have that kind of power. Right. Um, yeah, the Supreme Court's here to basically check the constitutionality yeah. of what happens in yeah. Senate or the executive branch. Right. It. I don't think it was ever set up to be the end-all, go-all. Yeah. It wasn't meant to legislate. Right. It says, uh, for any Supreme Court justice nomination, the president first chooses his preferred candidate, and the Senate then votes to confirm that nominee, which requires a simple majority. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said Senate Judiciary Committee will begin hearings in the coming weeks. Ms. Jackson, who is 51, currently serves at, on the influential U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit. Three current Supreme Court justices previously served in that court. The jurist has two degrees from Harvard, which she attended as an undergrad and as a law student, and once served as an editor for the Harvard Law Review. Ms. Jackson has said when she told her high school guidance counselor she wanted to attend the prestigious Ivy League schools, she was warned not to set her sights so high. <laughs> Biden first promised to nominate a black woman to the top court two years ago while campaigning for the Democratic presidential nomination. 
Black women make up about 3% of the federal judiciary, according to data from the Federal Judicial Center. Uh, Miss Jackson's nomination is historic for more than one reason. If she is confirmed, four women will sit together on the nine-member court for the first time. For too long, our government... Our court hasn't looked like America, Mr. Biden said Friday. I believe it's time that we have a court that reflects the full talent and greatness of our nation. Okay. Fine. That's fine. I mean, if yeah. she meets all the accolades, yeah. all the all the right. She's got if she's the best qualified, then fine. Yeah, absolutely. I don't care what, you know, color, sex, whatever. Right. You know. Says there have been just two black Americans on the Supreme Court to date. Justice Thurgood Marshall was nominated by Lyndon Baines Johnson in 67, and Justice Clarence Thomas, who still sits on the court, was nominated by George H.W. in 1994. So, I don't know much about her. Okay, then it goes on to talk about her. Answered your question. There you go. Ms. Jackson was born in D.C., but grew up in the Miami area. After 2021 confirmation to the appellate court, she credited a background of public service with her decision to work as a public defender. Her parents are both graduates of historically black college who began their career as teachers, and her brother was a police officer who served in the military. When she was a young child, her father attended law school. Some of my earliest memories are of him sitting at the kitchen table reading his law books. Ms. Jackson also has... A connection with the justice she will replace. She clerked for Justice Breyer during the Supreme Court's 99 to 2000 term. Uh, on Friday, she praised her former boss for his civility, grace, pragmatism, and generosity of spirit. Um, in 2012, President Barack Obama na- nominated her to serve as a district court judge in D.C. So, I mean, it sounds like she has at yeah, least she's been a lot of qualifications. Yeah. Now she. They say, hey, she comes out of this um, appellate court yeah. that three, four other justices have come from, so obviously we're going to get the best there. But she's yeah. only been there since yeah, for, for a year. A year. Yeah. So she doesn't have a lot of experience right. in the appellate courts, but she does have um, experience in the district courts. And I, yeah. I mean, I don't know really what the qualifications must be. Right. Like, I mean, she's been in the legal system for a long time. I mean— to me, you know, for 20 some years, you know, so I mean, I don't think it's much different in the appellate court than it would be in, you know, the state court or clerking for a Supreme Court justice. Yeah. I mean, she she has her connections. She's been around. She knows her way around the, the legal system. I mean, she sounds like a good pick. So apparently two South Carolina Republicans, Lindsey Graham and Tim Scott, criticized the president for choosing her over Michelle Childs, a judge from their home state. Judge Childs was reportedly on Mr. Biden's shortlist. Katanji Brown Johnson was considered the favorite to be Joe Biden's Supreme Court nominee when he, his search began last month. So, this I'm guessing this Michelle Childs, who is on the shortlist too, I'm guessing she's got to be black too Probably, to be considered yeah. to right. be on his shortlist. Yeah, um, I had seen posts that they're like that somebody was like, well, obviously they picked. Um, this Ketanji Brown Jackson over Michelle Childs because Biden thought it sounded like a blacker name. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> so yeah. he's like, well, I, I want somebody black. And they're yeah. like, well, what about Michelle Childs? She's great. Well, yeah, but is she, how black is she yeah. though? Like Michelle. Hmm. I mean, Childs, Michelle Childs. Yeah, it doesn't ring. I mean, like Ketanji do, Brown. Do you got blacker? And they're like, well, we got, well, hell, she's got Ketanji <laughs> and Brown in her name. <laughs> It spells it out right there. Yeah, I can see Biden saying that. Oh, gosh. 
Yeah. More power to her. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what her politics are. I don't know what she stands for. Well, I don't give a shit what I was her politics say, are. Like, like you said, or like the article said, you know, it, it's not going to change the, the set of the board or the, the court. You know, it's still going to be 6-3. So, it, you know, it doesn't matter what her politics are. So uh, people are saying that uh, Childs had was a more unconventional pick with without Miss Jackson's rarefied academic pedigree. Said picking her may have been politically helpful for Biden, but that's not how this president works. So I don't know. Uh, people are saying, "Hey, he should have went with Childs. It would have been a, a more dangerous pick for her, him or something." I don't, I don't huh. know, but um, well, maybe. I mean. Maybe that's why. Maybe yeah. he's like, look, you know, we, we don't have time to fight with this shit. In other news, the CPAC 2024 straw poll, GOP presidential nomination straw poll went off. And guess who won? <laughs> Donald Trump. Orange man. Donald Trump got 59% of the ballots cast. I don't like that. And DeSantis came in a close second with 28% of the poll. So... If these straw polls, what I mean, these are unofficial straw yeah, polls, basically, but say. they they basically tell the uh, like the backers, the financial yeah. backers, who they should be financially right. backing, yeah, um, and throwing their money at all yeah. these like super PACs and stuff, who they should throw their money at, yeah. And when Trump comes out of this GOP straw poll, this first one of the the election season with fifty nine percent. I have a feeling he's going to get quite a bit, even yeah. though there's so many people that want to distance themselves from yeah. uh, from Donald Trump. Yeah, when he gets 59 percent of the vote, I feel like a lot of the the CPAC or the 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 super PAC finances are going to yeah go with their more financially viable source, which I, is I, Donald I Trump. So then, then who does he run against? You think? Do you think Biden's going to actually run the second term? No, I, I don't think he will. I I just don't think he's got it in him. I I, I don't either. He barely had the first so, one in him. Do, is it going to be Trump Hillary too? That's what I'm hoping. I really hope it yeah. is, just because I think it's going to be. It, I mean, the biggest shit show in the world. It, it is, and, and people got to think that. I mean, if Hillary wins, I'm going to say yeah. That election's stolen as shit. Yeah. <laughs> because right. nobody wants Hillary. Nobody, not even Hillary wants Hillary. No, exactly. And, I, Bill and, doesn't want Hillary. And well, and to be honest, age wise, you know, I mean, it's like Hillary and Trump both should just kind of sit out. You know, it's like I, I'm one of those, it's like you lose, you know, you're done. Go mm-hmm. home. You, nobody, both of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's both like, of you. Why, yeah. why are you trying again? Exactly. No, exactly. Nobody wants this. Nobody wants a uh, rematch between yes. uh, Trump and no. Hillary. Nobody wants to no. see that. I see if Hillary wins, she's going to make Bill sit there and watch as she <laughs> gets um, disgusting acts again, like enacted on her in the in the Oval Office. She's going to be like, "You're going to sit here and watch me this time." I had to put up with you and Monica yeah, for right. that story. For decades now, you're gonna sit here yeah. and watch this vile, disgusting uh, yeah. <laughs> sexual act I'm about to perform. Like the dress, purple stain. Yeah. It's same yeah. dress, bitch. <laughs> Look who it is. It's Monica. <laughs> <laughs> Been it's planning like, this for years. <laughs> oh God. I mean, can you, I no. can't imagine a Hillary presidency. No, that's oh that's probably the best thing that could come out of Hillary presidency too. <laughs> of all of yeah, it, yeah, right, that, right. That vile disgustingness. Yeah. Oh man, mental images. <laughs> Why did I do that to myself? We're about out of time. Uh, a couple other things that are going on. 
Uh, like we said, the, the DC trucker convoy is demanding our attention. Um, it's basically an anti-vax convoy. It's a yeah. copycat of the, the Canadian Canada thing. And Austria um, and Australia. The problem is it's not going to be that big of a noise because, again, we have the Russia thing going on. Yeah. And they're laxing up on a lot of the COVID restrictions right, right now, con conveniently. Yeah. So, I mean... I, I've heard a lot of trucker groups that are pulling out of this because they're like, oh, this is going to be a freaking yeah, waste of time. I saw that, too. I Actually, I read an article that a big group out of Kansas City was pulled pulled out at the they're last like, second. It's not worth it. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the National Guard has been activated, according to the Washington Post, and state police are on high alert. Beautiful. Snow trucks are positioned to thwart the invasion. <laughs> okay, first of all, you're talking about thwarting an invasion. That is an extreme over-exaggeration yeah, right. of what's about to happen. Second of all, if it was an invasion, why are you using snow trucks <laughs> right, to exactly. thwart it? You don't have anything better to use? Um, it says, in Capitol Hill is full of unmarked cars parked in strategic spots and waiting. Uh, waiting for what, exactly? Uh, all that tells me is it sucks to work in downtown D.C. right now because yeah. there's oh, yeah. no parking. <laughs> Absolutely. It says a crisis has erupted overseas, but these measures and millions of dollars they will cost us have nothing to do with Vladimir Putin. Bob Bullis and his four trucks are coming. <laughs> Ooh, all four? Damn it. Are they trying to be sarcastic here, or are they trying to make this seem like something I, serious? I, I Washington Post... My guess is they're trying to make it serious. With the international gaze fixed on Ukraine, Bullis decided to launch his own war in our backyard. We're going to put a strong a stranglehold on D.C., said Bullis, 79, a bloviating Trump supporter from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Oh, shit, he's from Biden's backyard. Yeah, he is. Damn. Known for the boldly decorated pro-Trump big rig that he steers into the sight light of any cameras he can find. They don't have enough cops, enough people to stop us, Bullis told me from his rest stop in Marisburg, Pennsylvania. While he was pissing. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing out his pee bottles. <laughs> We're going to shut the Beltway down. Which is pretty funny, because we do a fine job of shutting down the Beltway with gridlock on our own, twice a day, nearly every day. Inspired by the trucker convoying, truckers convoying in Canada, at least one of whom told a judge he thought it was a peaceful protest, and based on my... Uh, First Amendment, forgetting he is not Amer American. What? It's a peaceful protest based on his First Amendment, but he's not American is what it's saying. No. Uh, groups of American truckers are planning convoys across the nation to D.C. to demand their rights. And who would have thought, though the macho men of America would look to Canada for inspiration on how to fight? They're really... Oh, they are. They're, they're trying to make it seem like the next January 6th. Well, and just their... Their rhetoric here is just going to piss off these these truckers yeah. even more. It's just like, look at these macho men, and for the first time, they're looking to Canada for for inspiration. Yeah, that, and that's what they want. You know, yeah. they they want to get them inflamed. The People's Convoy has maps online that bleed red as they trace all the routes and stops of convoys pur purportedly coming from across the nation, just in time for Biden's State of the Union address on March first. They're raising money and organizing meetups on several social media platforms. On Wednesday, Bullis said he was headed towards D.C. with 50 or 60 trucks behind him. This is false, wrote Reuters journalist uh, Julio Cesar Chavez, who followed Bullis from Scranton as he rolled towards D.C. and posted updates on the size of his convoy. The convoy has never broken above 15 vehicles. Again, we're going with the number yeah, and right. be like, oh, they're all full of shit because yeah. they're blowing when, the when numbers out of When was this article report. written? Uh, recently, because 
Um, four minutes ago, possibly. <laughs> no, uh, February twenty fourth. Okay, so Scranton, he should be in D.C. by now. He's got to be close. <laughs> well, Tuesday's the State of the Union address. Yeah. That, that's another thing we got going on. Yeah. It says, Bullis was the sole semi once he got to the Beltway on Wednesday, and he eventually turned around and headed back to Scranton. But he said he plans to return next week when he believes the rest of the convoy will arrive. <laughs> he got there too early. <laughs> we'll be back in force. That's a promise, he said. We'll have 90,000 trucks coming. But what are they fighting for? The Canadians started out angry about mask and vaccine mandates. Then they began talking about a wealth gap, government overreach, Confederate, Nazi, and Trump 2024 flags popped up in the protests. Bullis wants attention, that's for certain. Some of his grievances are printed on the side of his 18-wheeler. There is no color in America. There's only one race, the human race. There's also a big picture of him looking like a sea captain (laughs) who moonlights as Santa. What the fuck? You'd think he was running for office. Actually, he tried at least four times, but he was kicked out of Scranton mayoral ballot each time over felony convictions, according to one of the lawsuits he filed, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, to get back on the ballot. Uh, I don't know what to think about this, because they always seem to put the the most bizarre people in the headlines, so people look at all of them, they're like, oh, it's just one of those fucking crazy guys, one of those fucking crazy trucker guys that looks like a Sailor Santa combination. And so I, I feel like people like this are what I would consider like controlled opposition or whatever to get yeah. get people I mean, look at the people they focused on for the January sixth thing. It was the the right. freaking guy in the bearskin horn thing. Yeah. It was always the the craziest people that they focus on yeah. and show all the get all the camera time on. Right. So then all the rest of it, oh, it's just another one of those fu- fucking crazy yeah, people. Right, exactly. I so, mean, you so, know, because, the, yeah, there's other articles, you know, they're coming from all over the United States. They're driving across country from California on I-44. I mean, it's, so, I mean, there's going to be a lot more truckers than Bolas and his Santa Sea Captain. So it's just, like you said, they're just trying to make everybody look crazy that's coming. Well, I mean, they're taking shit serious enough ahead of the State of the Union address that they are at least reinstalling the fencing around the Capitol for the State of the Union address. Because they they put it up after January 6th. They took it down. They put it back up again for, I think, the trial, maybe, of some of those people. yeah. Yeah. Then they took it down again. And now the State of the Union's coming up, and we got all these crazy truckers that are threatening to attack that they need to thwart with snowplows. And so they're going to put the fence back up for this. Do you think they take it back down after this time? Or you think this is going to be a permanent structure? You think they get sick of putting the shit you up and down? You would think so. If I was in the National Guard, I'd be like, fuck, DC again? Oh, <laughs> man, i got to put up fences again? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm guessing they'll, they'll tear it down. But you it, think? Yeah. says, the fence is the same barrier that remained around the Capitol for months after a January 6th riot during the Justice for J6 rally. Um... It says, Capitol Police Chief Tom Manger said Sunday that a plan had been approved to reinstall the inner perimeter fence to protect the U.S. Ca- uh, United States Congress, the Capitol, and the legislative process. In light of the upcoming State of the Union address and the possibility of demonstrations in the next couple of weeks, we have been working closely with our federal, state, and local enforcement partners and security plan to prevent any disruption for the important work of Congress. I haven't heard anything of any... Uh, suspected attacks or because 
leading up to like January 6th, it's like, oh, we've been hearing right. all this online chatter yeah. or following January 6th for yeah. months, all this online chatter of all this domestic terrorism. Yeah. You haven't really heard that leading up to this. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised, honestly, that they're not like, uh, all these terrorists are planning this yeah. major attack uh, during the State of the Union address, so yeah. we have to put up these fences and yeah. the snowplow trucks and all this shit. Yeah, because you know they're listening. Yeah, so. listening to that chatter. You going to watch the State of the Union address? You know, I might. How do you think that's going to go? I think it's going to be a shit show. Predictions <laughs> of the 2022 State of the Union address. Yes, a lot of, lot of um, build back better talk. Um, a lot of... Tough talk against Ukraine. Um, he's going to talk about how uh, COVID numbers are down, how we're beating COVID. The economy how... is skyrocketing. Oh, yes. Employment built, is way up. Built like yes. 500 million jobs. Yes. yes. All yes. that bloviating. Yes. Uh, blo- yes. And, like over hyperinflating his numbers and shit. Yes. You are going to hear all these. Yeah. Like so many numbers. Yes. You, it's oh, going to blow yes. your mind how many yes. numbers the, we're going to hear. We're going to see so many twisted numbers. You're going to think you're playing Sudoku. I mean, it's it's going to be insane. And then you're going to get a lot of push for his Build Back Better. Um, He's going to talk about his uh, Supreme Court nominee. Um, You know, um, there's going to be a lot of people, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, Nancy Pelosi will be like, yep, yep. (laughs) Wiping the coke (laughs) off on her gums. Yeah. But I I think there's going to be it's I think it's going to be a mess. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be fun to watch. (laughs) Probably hard to understand him. Yeah. Most likely. And you think he'll uh, he'll blame Trump for anything. Oh, yeah. That yeah. that'll come, okay. uh, but he won't say Trump. He'll say my predecessor. Oh yeah, and he'll sure. look to the side with his smirking grin. Yeah, <laughs> and um, he's not going to be like tough on COVID things because they're pulling back on those right. leading into yeah. midterm. So yeah. it's going to be like, oh, mission's mission accomplished exactly. on COVID. We beat COVID. It's gone. Um, there's going to be tough talk on increasing the bill the the infrastructure bill. Yep. yep. Uh, because of inflation, this is why we need some of these like yep. uh. Yep. What what did they call the other bill? Oh, that you mean the infrastructure bill? Or? No, the other one, the the people bill, the people infrastructure bill, <laughs> the the equality bill, or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. There's gonna be talk on that stuff because I mean, obviously he's gonna blame but, inflation but, on all this stuff that right. we, we could fix inflation. If we would have passed it, if we passed this, this bill. Yeah. But I mean, his own people are running away from that bill. Oh yeah, so. but he's. He's going to double down on yeah. Build Back Better, for sure. And he's going to blame everything. He's going to blame Russia on climate change. Climate yeah. change will come up a few oh, times. Yeah. yeah. Um, Can we, If we made a drinking game of it, when, what what should we take the shot on? Well, Russia would be, get a lot. Yeah. okay. Um, build Back Better, he's going to say yeah, that right. many times. Yeah. And I, I I don't know. I Okay. I really think he's going to um, have a flip turnaround on his COVID response. Yeah, and this is so going too. to be his uh, mission accomplished yeah. speech here where, hey, we, we beat this. Uh, yeah. Numbers are down and blah, blah, blah. It's all yeah. because of the things that we did. Yep. And so, yeah, I, I think those three things are going to be the big ones. Yeah. So I, I we'll think see. it's going to be one of those that we'll be watching. We'll be like, son of a bitch. Of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. We are well over our time for for this weekend wrap up. We're going to we have a lot more to talk about with Russia because I mean it's the story going on. Yeah. And you had said some of uh, people you know asked if we we're going to do a Russia special. Yes. So I guess we'll call tomorrow our Russia, Russia special. special. Okay. Special Russia special. So make sure you come back for that. That's going to be the same time as every week, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time live. So make sure you join that, join in the fun and um 
we're gonna laugh our way through World War Three because yeah. I, I've seen is there many any other way to do it. I've seen many posts that's like, how are you people joking about this right now? It's like, what else are we supposed yeah, to exactly, do? Yeah. This could be the apocalypse, and it's like more reason to just <laughs> laugh exactly. it through. I mean, what else can we do? Right, we exactly. Die crying? I mean, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm going to die laughing. It's yeah. just like, <laughs> I did not see that coming. <laughs> exactly. So, Whoa! so yeah. So, it'd be like the girls on top of the building on uh, Independence Day. Oh, yeah, Day. right, yeah. They're just like, oh, it's so pretty. <laughs> As the boot beam comes down and blows Exactly. Off. That's going to be us. <laughs> so, join us for the, uh, the uh, apocalypse end of the world party tomorrow yes. night at 7 p.m. Central yes. Standard Time. As Arian said, it's the end of the world as I know it, and I feel fine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We're going to get out of here. Make sure you check us out all over social media. You can find links to that at our website, breakthebellpod.com, and share us, like, subscribe, all that fun, happy shit that we tell you to do every week. Have a great rest of your weekend, whatever's left of it. Make sure you come back here tomorrow. Goodbye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zielinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On the Run podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.